Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did, the podcast for millennials that find themselves in the middle of the growth phase. You know, the part in the big life transition that doesn't feel good. This is the part where it feels so hard to show up every damn day. You may be in the thick of things right now, but someday you'll look back and be hella proud of yourself that you kept going. The growth phase is messy, but I believe in sharing my mistakes and missteps in hopes that it'll help others grow too. I'm positive our paths have crossed for a reason, and I'm so excited to have you along for the ride because now we get to grow through the hard stuff together. Hey y'all, welcome back. I am so excited to dive into this week's topic, so let's get started. This week, we're going to be tackling the question, but what if you just decided to love mornings? We're going to kick it off with my grow through the hard stuff lesson, and this, we take it back to the start of my health and fitness journey. The end of 2013, I took a desk job for the very first time in my life. I had been an active performer my entire life. I started dancing when I was two years old and carried that all the way through college, all the way into my first internship with my first job position um, and straight into my first full-time job position. So I had never been in a position that I had really been sedentary throughout the day and just wasn't physically active constantly. Around that time, I got into running because I needed something to keep me physically active, but you know, going to the gym just really wasn't my thing. And I really didn't know where to start with my fitness journey. And a lot of people in my community were runners. So it felt like a good place to kind of jump right in. I worked my way up from doing, you know, a 5k to a 10k to a 15k, but I was never what I would consider a runner. Like I never followed a training plan. I, you know, never really paid much attention to, um, dialing in my nutrition. I just, it was just something that I did to keep me active and kind of social in, you know, my friend circle. So I signed up for this 15K in April of 2017 and it was an amazing race. It was along this beautiful course along a local river right at sunrise. And at the end of the race, uh, one of my good friends was in town. So they had come with me to the race and we took all, I mean, we probably spent 20, 25 minutes just taking pictures of me with my medal of us together along this river. And we went and sat down to grab breakfast after the race. And I was scrolling through the pictures and I just couldn't believe how much weight I had gained and that I hadn't really realized it. And beyond that, nobody that I was close with had really said like, hey, you seem to be gaining some weight. And I guess that that's an awkward thing for people to point out, but like, I really wish that somebody would have said it to me. But it was at that point that I kind of feel like I had this like pivotal moment of I needed to get back in control of my health. And what I found when I really started to put in the growth work was that I just had a lot of excuses around why I didn't like the gym, why I didn't know what to do in the gym, why I you know, didn't have time to work out, whatever it may be, I had an excuse for it. So I wasn't really trying to fix the problem. I was just trying to get out of having to stay accountable to myself. When I got home from the race, I started looking into just what types of you know different fitness classes were out there because I thought maybe a small group fitness setting would help me stay accountable, but would also kind of give me the ability to learn more of what to do in a gym type setting. So I signed up for an Orange Theory Fitness membership because it kind of gave me the running side of things with the treadmill aspect. And it also gave me the weight training side where I wasn't super familiar with exercises, but it was guided and I would know exactly what to do when I was there. Because of the class times, I was only able to go after work. And I started to realize that I had a lot of excuses for 
why after work just wasn't a good time. Like I would get stuck at a late meeting or um, somebody would stop me while I was walking to my car and I would end up in the parking lot for too long or I didn't have time to eat dinner and I really shouldn't work out without having eaten or um, I was just, it was a bad day and I had a headache. Like no matter what it was, like I just felt like I was throwing money away because I kept missing classes or I wasn't able to change my class because it was too late because this thing happened at the last second that I just couldn't prepare for. So I felt like I was throwing away my money. I didn't feel like I was making any progress towards my goal of living a more fit and healthy life. I wasn't excited to go work out. Like there was just nothing about it that was really working for me. So it was one of those times where like you have to try a bunch of different things to kind of figure out what works for you. I knew that more than likely the only way that I was going to stay accountable was going to have to be finding a different part of the day that worked where I could be just overall more consistent. At the time, I was working in a job that did give me access to a gym that I could use at work before my day started. So I decided that I was probably going to have to become a morning person. And by getting my workout in before work, I was far less likely to have any kind of excuse that was going to stop me because all I had to do was roll out of bed in my gym clothes and go to the gym on my way to work. I knew one of my bigger challenges was going to be convincing myself that I wanted to get up early to go to the gym. Neither thing I liked doing. I didn't like mornings and I didn't like the gym, but I knew I had to do something. And so I started to think about what it would take for me to become a morning person. And I had a couple friends that I would have, you know, considered morning people. I also, you know, was reading a bunch of personal development books and I had started just following like different authors that I enjoyed on Instagram. And I noticed that anybody that kind of identified with being a morning person just kind of seemed to have these like very consistent habits and they followed very like regimented routines in the morning and they like lived by that routine. And they were living and dying and swearing by how these morning routines had changed their life. So I wanted to find a way to adapt this identity of being a morning person. And I knew that to do that, I was going to have to kind of establish better habits for myself. And I was going to have to make this like constant, consistent effort to really change just the way I thought about mornings, what I did in the morning, and how I talked about mornings to other people. So what does being a morning person and establishing better habits and routine have to do with navigating transitional periods in life? Well, habits are that thing that keep you grounded. They're that thing that you can always rely on and that thing that will give you those moments of clarity and that sense of normalcy when everything else around you feels unstable. First, I want to remind you that this is growth work and growth work is uncomfortable. And in order to grow and to really start to establish those better habits, you're going to have to take the time to really write out your habits and really start to understand where your good habits are, where your in the middle habits are, where your bad habits are, um, and give yourself some grace with working through the process because it's not an easy process to work through. So When I started to look at, you know, my habits and they were currently sitting versus where I wanted to go with them, I started by making what I considered to be a list of habits. I wrote down everything that I noticed I was doing consistently, good, bad, ugly, 
everything in between. And once I had that all written out, I kind of separated it into two different columns. I started looking at, you know, how each habit was influencing my behavior in my daily life. Was this a habit that was life enriching and really helping me to, you know, positively engage with those around me and make me a better person? Or was it something that was putting up a roadblock or holding me back? I separated all of my habits out and then I thought about, you know, what habits I would need to establish or that I saw other people that had already assumed this, you know, identity of being a morning person demonstrating so that I could really decide what it was that I needed to try to implement in my own life to build stronger habits. And the best part about taking the time to write all this out is now it's front of mind. So now when you're trying to figure out what's next for you and what your game plan is, you have a direction to go and you have something that you can rely back on and you can hold yourself accountable to. Okay, so my top five tips for how to build and establish stronger habits. My first is that you have to have an identity shift and you really have to work to embrace that identity shift. In the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear says, true behavior change is identity change. You might start with a habit because of motivation, But the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. How powerful is that statement? So if you want to become a morning person or become a runner, you have to embrace the identity of being a morning person or being a runner. So instead of saying, oh, I get up early, it's I'm a morning person and I'm proud to be a morning person or I'm a runner and I'm proud to be a runner, right? Embrace that identity. Make it part of who you are. My second tip is you should start small and make it easy and be specific. So if you're setting, you know, a new goal for yourself or you're trying to establish a new habit, you want to make sure that it's something that's easily achievable and that you can get little confidence deposits off of completing that every single day. An example of this would be, say you want to establish a habit of doing a little bit of cardio every single morning. Well, telling yourself that you want to do a little bit of cardio every morning isn't something that like you don't know what you're trying to do. You don't know when you're trying to do it. You don't really know where you're going to do it. Like there's so much fluidity around what you loosely set as a goal that chances of you actually following through on that are not as great as if you are right down this really specific, really easy, really measurable goal. You know, say that that goal is now that you want to do 10 minutes of cardio every morning. So if you write down, I'm going to do 10 minutes of cardio training at 6 a.m., in my living room every weekday. You now know what you're doing, for how long you're doing it, what time you're doing it, where you're doing it, and this makes it so much easier for you to follow through on what you're doing. Tip number three, consistency is key. So you have to find some method of tracking whatever it is you're working towards. Um, For some people, journaling might be a really great method. Or, you know, specifically bullet journaling because you kind of have that creativity to track things in a way that works for you and clicks with you. Um, You know, maybe that's a pie chart or maybe that's a bulleted list or, you know, there are just so many 
different ways you can take that. But the important part is finding something that you're going to remember to do all the time and you're going to remember to check in with. And so that's where something like bullet journaling can be really useful. Um, Another method is that, you know, a lot of planners nowadays come with habit trackers. And for me personally, like that's my preferred method. My planner has a tracker on its monthly spread every month that I can go in and write down what my different habits are that I'm trying to um, work on or continue to build on. And each day I go in and check off which of those um, tasks or habits I've completed. And this really helps me to see at the end of the month where I have some room for improvement or maybe it's that I'm not being super consistent with something, but it's because I need to tie it to something else. And honestly, like seeing those check marks at the end of the month can be really confidence boosting because I feel like I can like tangibly see my progress towards establishing better habits. I know like personally, I could become really horribly unmotivated with my workouts if I don't do them every day. So knowing that I have to check them off every day helps me to stay accountable. And if I didn't check them off every day, then it helps me to see that like there's, you know, I'm kind of approaching this point where like history has told me I'm probably going to fall off the wagon. And that helps me see that maybe I need to tie my workout to, you know, some other habit that I already have established in the morning to make sure that I do stay consistent. And that takes me to our fourth tip, which is habit stacking. Um, James Clear talks about this a lot in Atomic Habits. It's a great read if you haven't read it. I highly recommend adding it to your um, list of personal development books. But um, in the book, you know, he talks about this idea of habit stacking. And so, for example, when I wanted to introduce meditation into my routine, I was having a hard time because it just wasn't something that felt natural to me. It was something I really had to work out. I wasn't really enjoying the process of it. And so I had to find a way to start to pair that concept of meditation with something else that I was already enjoying doing. So when quarantine started, I started to implement a daily walk and I would go on this walk every morning, pretty much right after my workout. So I knew my workouts were pretty consistent. So I had tied going on a walk to my workouts. And then from there, I tied meditation to my walk. So every morning when I would start my walk around my neighborhood, I would start a 10 minute meditation. And honestly, it got pretty cool once I like really started to embrace walking meditation because what is hard for me is honestly sitting in stillness, but I could zone out while walking outside and find it to be really relaxing and help me find a lot of clarity. So sometimes it's, you know, trying habits attached to different things or trying them in different ways. And that's how you're going to really start to, you know, become connected to what you're doing, which is also going to make it easier to continue doing it. And my fifth tip is honestly, celebrate your progress. James Clear talks about how, you know, it's really about that 1% incremental win every day, whether it's that, you know, extra checkbox, that mindset shift, that desire to be better, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It doesn't have to be a big to do at the end of the week or at the end of the month. It's all about celebrating that you did 1% better than you did the day before. Celebrate those little wins. Now, I know when I was learning to establish better habits, something that I became very self-aware of was that I just had a lot of negative self-talk going on. I was talking to myself in a really harsh, self-deprecating tone all the time. And I would never talk to a friend that way. I would never talk to family that way. So why was I talking to myself that way? The thing about self-talk is 
you could be very persuasive with yourself and you're really honestly going to believe whatever you tell yourself. And this is something that I specifically took away from Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. So he talks about this concept of like how when you wake up, if you tell yourself you're tired, you're going to feel tired. But if you tell yourself you're excited to start the day, chances are you're going to talk yourself into being excited to start the day. So it's all about those first thoughts you have in the morning about whether you start your day on a positive note or if you start your day on an already feeling drained note. And that energy of how you start your day carries with you all day long. And that's why mornings are so, so important and why so many high achievers preach the importance of having a solid established morning routine to be successful. So remember, when you get out of bed in the morning, it's, I am so excited to go drink my favorite cup of coffee. There's no more of this, I'm really tired. I didn't go to bed until 3 a.m., right? It's about making smart choices and talking to ourselves the right way. The next thing that I kind of learned was really that like I had to start focusing on those wins, like I said. I was focusing so, so much on my missteps. I was focusing on the, I'm so mad I overslept again, or the, you know, I went out to go for this five-mile run and I only made it three miles, Well, what if I just celebrated the fact that I still, even though I woke up later than I anticipated, I still woke up 10 minutes before my last alarm went off. That's still a win. That's still 1% better than I was last week. Or, you know, when I went to run those miles, like maybe a 5K was all my body had in it today. But you know what? I still got up and did three miles. That's still more than a lot of people did. Negative self-talk will shut you down so fast. Your inner critic is going to try to stop you at every chance it gets. But when you don't let your inner critic overstep and you don't let them step in and steal that joy, you gain those confidence deposits and that encourages you to keep trying. The last thing that I think is really important to touch on when we're talking about how to really shift that inner dialogue is honestly accountability. And I know that that seems a little bit weird when we're talking about how to talk to ourselves, but if you are trying to establish a new habit or a new routine and you ask a friend to go all in with you, chances are you're more likely to engage in a positive dialogue, which in turn is going to encourage more positive self-talk. So for example, say that you and a friend have committed to getting up early every day this week and you're gonna send each other texts when you get up. Even if you're tired, chances are you're still going to send a more positive text because you don't want your friend to realize that you are so tired. You're going to send a text that's like, woo, I'm up, whatever it may be. And chances are because you started the day on a positive note, they're also going to respond more positively than maybe they otherwise would have. Before we wrap up, let's talk about my tip of the day. And my tip of the day for you is to remember that Building and establishing better habits takes time and it requires you to give yourself so much grace and to really be patient with the process while still applying consistent effort and really maintaining that positive yet determined mindset. Establishing habits, building habits, committing to new habits, it's not easy. It's something that feels messy and sticky and it requires you to do a lot of self-observation and have a lot of self-awareness. But I promise that when you ditch the cumbersome excuses and you focus on the positive, optimistic outcomes, you're going to see progress and 
you're going to see that it's working. So keep showing up through the hard stuff. And remember, ask yourself better questions. But what if you just decided to love mornings? I think you'd be surprised at the answer. As always, resources can be found linked in the show notes, and I can't wait to see you all back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found a nugget of wisdom to encourage you to get out of your own way and to take action, even when it feels hard. Resources and links discussed in today's episode can be found in the show notes. P.S. If you love this episode, I would really love for you to slide into my DMs on Instagram at but period what if you did period the podcast so that we can connect or better yet share this to your story or send it to a friend and tag me so that I can personally say thank you for coming along this journey with me. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward.